Are you experiencing disconnection in your relationship? Do you feel like you're constantly struggling with the same unresolved issues? Are you having difficulty managing strong emotions? Or would you just like to know a little bit more about therapy? We've got you covered. Welcome back to Spilling the Therapy with therapist Kathy Dan Moore and grief coach Jess Lowe. Hey, Kathy Dan. Hello, hello. This is our last one remote. Our next one is yes. in person. I'm so excited. I'm I know. I am counting too. the days down, marking Yay. my calendar. <laughs> and are you ready for Thanksgiving? I am. So today's my brother's birthday, but we're celebrating. Oh, we're celebrating his birthday tomorrow at Thanksgiving. And then my little sister turns 16 on the 29th. So we're also like doing her. So it's like birthday party and Thanksgiving. So it should nice. be a really good time. I'm really excited for it. Um, awesome. Been trying to like make sure I like I have all these things I have to make tomorrow morning. My homemade rolls. That everybody loves. I got to like, you know, time it all just right. <laughs> the timing is part of the like hardest thing. I was thinking yeah. when I got home today, I'm going to like print out everything that I'm making. Thank heavens. My mom is bringing like a bunch of it. Yeah. So, but it's like getting all the timing, right? So everything's ready at the right moment. Yeah. at the right moment. And like yeah. the weather here is so bad. It's so wet, rainy and cold. And I have to make my rolls tomorrow. So I'm probably going to have to like heat my dryer up. And then like put them in there to help them rise. <laughs> oh like, my god, they're not, not going to rise on the count. Like they're not. It's oh it's wow, that, it's that dreary and miserable. So I'm just gonna be prepared to just shove them in the dryer. You know, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I never would have yeah. thought of that. Yeah, it's perfect because you can't put them in the oven because they'll bake. You know. Yeah. So you heat I up like your it. heat up your dryer for a couple minutes, and then you can set them in there, and it just like. Yeah. Out, do you so. eat at your house or you eat? No, my brother is hosting this year. Generally my mom hosts, but he wanted to host this year. So he is the host. Um, he's making a ham and some sides, but my mom and I, we don't play when it comes to Thanksgiving. This is our yeah. like, this is our Super Bowl. Okay? <laughs> this is our Super Bowl. This is the fav- our favorite day of the year. Like we love the food and the family. So we're bringing we're bringing it. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't really have to make anything and we'd still have enough for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because <laughs> we want all of the things. We want a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know? I feel that so, way. Yeah. Yeah. I it's know. our jam. Doug was and like, I think you probably have enough. And I'm like, I don't, but I like this and I like that. So I'm making, and then yeah. I had the list fully done and Lily's home from college and she was yeah. like, well, but you didn't say cream cheese cr- uh, crescent rolls. And I was like, I don't know that anybody eats those. And she goes, I do. I do. Yeah, so, that's us. My brother's so like, now, we only have like 10 people, I think, total that are going to be there. And we're probably cooking enough for like 60. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah. but we want this dip, but we also want that dip and we want this. And so we're just going to do it. You know? Yeah. Well, I remember the day my mom made the cream cheese crescent rolls and it was like the only thing my kids would really eat, you know, during Thanksgiving. So I think it's somewhat that she likes it, somewhat it's that it's nostalgic. Yes. Yeah. That's so, cool though. Yeah. So it'll be good. My mom's bringing the bird. So I don't even. But so then, is my mama. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. She's bringing the bird. She's bringing, she's bringing a lot of it. And then Doug's making a ham. We have all six kids plus yeah. the two fiancés. 
So, and my mom yeah. and Gary. So we have 12. Yeah. So there's things number. like, yeah, there's good. There's things that like, I'm like, they're staple items. Yeah. So like, if my mom's always made them, mom, I was like, mom's making that like, okay, this is not the day to try a new recipe on something. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you've never made it before, bring a new recipe, but like, don't try to switch up my turkey. Okay. Right. Don't, yeah. try to sw- don't try to switch up them deviled eggs. Like they need to all be the exact same <laughs> because what happens if it's gross, then you're out that item. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're serious over here about our next okay well I hope you enjoy it <laughs> yeah and it will be hard for me to forgive you which is what we're talking about today if you mess up my turkey exactly <laughs> leading right into today's which today's is lighter than normal yeah. I mean yes yeah yeah so Short, that's good sweet. yeah yeah so today we're talking about forgiveness and I want to start it off with a quote from our favorite neighbor Mr. Rogers he says forgiveness is a strange thing it can sometimes be easier to forgive our enemies than our friends it can be hardest of all to forgive people we love Mm, and I feel that deeply um, it is hard, you know, Yeah, we have so much more expectation of the people that yeah, we have. You, yeah. They're on a higher, you know, standard, sure. um, you know, forgiveness means different things to different people, but in general, it involves the intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger. So the act that hurt or offended you might always be with you, but working on forgiveness can lessen that act's grip on you. Mm-hmm. Um, It can help free you from the control of the person who harmed you. And sometimes forgiveness might even lead to the feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the person that did hurt you. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people like get, you know, get that, but um, forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or excusing the harm that was done to you. It also doesn't necessarily mean making up with the person who caused the harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing which that's we're going to discuss a, a little bit later. Thing. That's a big thing. Yeah, uh, for, you know, forgiveness brings a kind of peace that allows you to focus on yourself and helps you go on with life. Um, and for me personally, I feel like you forgive for yourself first and foremost, um, so that you can feel that anxiety that lifts off your heart. Um, I know that when I forgive someone who's wronged me, it makes me feel better. You know, yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically, and we'll get into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the favorite quote that I'm going to say that I use all the time in Mm -hmm. therapy with people who are struggling and they say, I just, and this happens a lot. I don't know how to forgive this person. I don't know how, you know, I do a fair recovery. So I talk about forgiveness all the time and I say not forget. So the quote is not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So, and I say it a lot. Wow. That's a good one. The reality is that not everyone who hurt you cares, Mm -hmm. right? So I heard a clip with Sandra Bullock was talking about it the other day. I think it was on the, um, what's her name? Drew Barrymore show. Is that the name of the show? Did you see that? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I love them both. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So she said um, that she heard from somebody that forgiveness really lets you off the hook. Mm -hmm. So why do we want to carry around anger, hurt, resentment? And that's just darkening the light of our life, right? Yeah. For someone who doesn't care that they hurt you. Mm -hmm. So the goal in that situation is how are we going to let it go? That's really, of course, forgiveness when somebody is genuinely and actionably apologetic, Mm -hmm. that's a different thing than what we're talking about when somebody just doesn't care. Yeah. 
So it's really a complex process of change. It requires sustained effort and commitment. But the beautiful part about forgiveness is it really lets you love again. Yeah. So I forgive you. Those can be tough words to say to somebody that's hurt you Mm -hmm. Um, because you've experienced pain. And when we experience pain, it feels really unfair. Mm -hmm. Um, So often we want to unload the pain, but we don't have anywhere to put it. Yep. And we, and then we end up carrying the burden with us. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different ways that they say to find forgiveness and steps Mm -hmm. or whatever. So why don't you like delineate for us what some of the common ones are? Um, So, you know, identify your hurt, start by pinpointing the source of your hurt. Like, was it a failure? I missed opportunity. Did someone break your heart? Was someone mean to you? Um, Get to the root of what's causing that pain. Sometimes that takes work, right? What we actually upset about it's it's really like so much deeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, it's and sometimes it's that it's 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 a hit on an old wound. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Um, And then also like your hurtful emotions. Like, what are you feeling? Is it sad? Are you angry? Um, Are you feeling loneliness? What is you know, is it something deeper? Are you disgusted by somebody jealous, mm. hate, you know, you're yeah. experiencing hate. Um, so in order to get rid of that hurt, you need to recognize what your feelings are towards that. That's why I tell everybody they need a feelings pillow. And <sighs> because we're not very good at identifying what yeah. we're actually feeling. And mm-hmm. I, I have, I just ordered actually five new pillows for each office of the practice, because I want every clinician to be able to have the pillow because clients look at me like, like I'm treating them as if they're in, you know, kindergarten. And I'm like, no, I, it's powerful to really connect to what is it that you're actually feeling, acknowledging that so that you Mm -hmm. are operating around what you're trying to, like what is going on that is making it difficult to forget. Right. Right. Um, And then, you know, also um, forgive yourself and let go. You got to, it starts with in you, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when you're not the reason that some, you weren't the reason that someone hurt you specifically, it's not your fault. So you need to forgive yourself first before you have the capacity to give that, forgive that other person. Mm-hmm. So only then when you're able to let go of the negative emotions associated with the hurt that someone caused, you can let go. Yeah. Don't be hard. Like we're hard on ourselves. We say like, yeah. I'm, I'm probably being oversensitive or I'm probably, no, 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 no. Like make space for the fact that you're human and you're having a reaction and that's okay. Let's get to what that reaction is. Yeah. Yeah. And breathing in compassion, right? So let yeah. that compassion flow one breath oh, at a yeah. time. So I always like the seven eleven breathing in for yeah. seven, out for 11. We know that that helps to like, right size your central nervous system. Yep. You know, regulate those emotions, (laughs) regulate those emotions. You need to (laughs) empathize with that person's motivations, their emotions, their circumstances, Mm -hmm. what's going on, right? Challenge yourself to put yourself in the other person's shoes and view the situation from their perspective. Yeah. Imagine that you're on a pretend debate team and you've been tasked with, with arguing their side. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Does that help give you some additional perspective? Almost yeah. always it does. Right. So 
And we can forgive unconditionally. That's a toughie, but compassion and empathy materializes into action Mm -hmm. when you forget about the problem and move on to the solution of forgiveness. Yeah. Give your forgiveness to that person without strings attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we don't have to forget, but I really don't like it sticks in my craw when people say like, I forgive you, but I'll never forget it. Forget it. Don't butt it. I mean, yeah. You I mean, can silently in your mind, not forget it to right. protect yourself or yes. to have those boundaries. But if you're going to forgive somebody, forgive them and yeah. let you know let that go. Don't bring right. that back up. You know, in another thing. Um, but yeah. be grateful too. You know, forgiveness mm-hmm. is one of the most powerful ways to empower personal growth. So both for the forgiver and for the forgiven. Uh, when you let go of the burden of the hurt and all the negative energy of the emotions associated with that hurt, you're given the peace and freedom to live as a better version of yourself. And that's really important. Um, you empower to transfer that positive energy to another person and people around you so that they can become better versions of themselves too. Yeah. And it lets you love again, right? Yes. So forgiveness lets you love again. Once you forgive, your heart is full of love. Mm-hmm. I know how hokey that sounds. But shit, it's true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so you're stronger because you love yourself. You're loving others. So no matter the magnitude of their shortcomings or transgressions, that you're able to get over it. And sometimes, you know, relate like we were saying earlier, relationships don't have to continue. I have had people throughout my life that I no longer have a relationship with, but in my heart, I've forgiven what's right. Happened, right? right absolutely and I feel freer because of it so yeah for sure and then I saw a, another quick little method it's called the reach method um so we'll do these real quick mm-hmm. but like recall you recall the hurt mm-hmm. um so you know identify it but don't push aside your feelings um the e is empathize so empathize with I the love offender. a good acronym by the way Me too. it's so you know? easy to help you yes. um A is altruistic gift. So give the altruistic gift of forgiveness. Think about a time when you were rude or harsh and recognize that everybody has shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. I know that we sound perfect. No, nobody's (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Um, The C is commit. So make a decision to forgive. You can write a letter that you don't send to help yourself make the commitment. Um, And then the H is hold. So hold on to forgiveness. Memories of the transgression or event won't change, but how you react to those feelings will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Letting go of grudges and bitterness can make a way for improved health and peace of mind. Right. We're looking at healthier relationships. Like this is mental health. Like this is why you forgive people for yourself. Like this is what you're doing for yourself when you forgive others. It's taking away your anxiety and your stress. You know, Mm -hmm. it it does help diminish feelings of depression, lowers your blood pressure, increases your immune system, heart healthy, right? And it does improve your self-esteem. Yeah. It really does. Absolutely. And it's, you know, you're like, how's that that do all that? Well, how does not forgiving somebody make you feel. Think about Makes how you're feel feeling. Like total shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> why not try it and see yes. if you like it? Yes. You know? But does forgiveness guarantee reconciliation? No. No. <laughs> no. If the hurtful event involves someone whose relationship you value, forgiveness may lead to that. But it's not always the case. No. Um, reconciliation might be impossible if the offender if the offender has died or is unwilling to communicate with you. 
one of the things that can be really hard for people is when somebody dies and, and they don't do have that not... closure of being able to. Right. Also, though, if they're unwilling to communicate with you, which is so like frustrating, frustrating. The person that's wanting to resolve this. Um, in other yes, cases, like when you're trying and you're like, yeah, no, no, I have forgiven you. Let's get together. I'm yeah. ready for us to just move past this. And they just don't do it. And you're like, yeah, oh, shit. yeah. You're like, you're ready to forgive them, but they might not be ready to forgive you for whatever. Or they're sometimes they or, just have a lot of shame around it. Around and it. you might right. have forgiven them and they just feel a lot of shame and can't right. continue the relationship on their end. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in, in other cases, reconciliation might not be appropriate. Um, you know, if there's abuse, things like yeah. that. Um, but still forgiveness is possible, even if it's not, you know, we still are going to have those boundaries guys. Yeah. Like you got to do what's best for you. And just because you're forgiving somebody for something doesn't mean that your boundaries go out the window. Yeah. You know, right. there are some things that we may feel are unforgivable acts again, the abuse and things like that. So that is the tough part. Um, so this is when I truly believe that forgiving someone of such an act is definitely for me and not for them. Mm-hmm. not saying that it doesn't make it less true or, you know, that I'm not really forgiving that person, but I feel like sometimes we have to forgive others to protect ourselves mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that you get back into that relationship with that person or whatever, but doing it for yourself. Um, how do you feel yeah. about that? <laughs> I feel like it's really hard and, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's really rewarding, you know, yeah. and uh, this is where the dialectics comes in. It doesn't mean the other person feels sorry. It doesn't mean the other person has changed. It doesn't mean the mm-hmm. other person didn't do something that's been pretty terrible her, right. or horrific to you. I can have an understanding that they're going through something and I want nothing to do, do with them because they do not bring positivity into my life, but I can find yes. a space to forgive that they're human. And I try to operate kind of around, this is so Pollyanna, but I try to operate around the idea that everybody is doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just not fucking good enough. Right. Right for me to keep them in my life. But the forgiveness comes from the recognition that they were doing the best they can. And it it wasn't good enough, but it was the best they could. And trying to hold that in my mind is is kind of how I operate around those tougher situations. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I feel like a lot of therapy goes in, is involved. Um, Sometimes people- I have been in a lot of therapy. You know, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that helps you see things at a different- a different way. You know, for instance, my birth father, um, for years, like I couldn't forgive him for what he did to me and my siblings until I was in therapy you yeah. know? and not saying the choices he made were like, Oh, that's cool. That's fine. You, you know, whatever. They're still really shitty choices that you made, Yeah, but I have to forgive you so that I can have peace within myself. Yeah. You know, I might not understand what you were doing or why you were doing it, but you have that I had the empathy that obviously something was going yeah. on in your life that even I'm, you know, I might not be able to understand, but yeah, that doesn't mean I can't forgive that person, but that also doesn't mean that I don't still have the boundaries. And, you know, getting you know? another person to change is not the point of forgiveness. Yeah. So what, what if the person you're forgiving doesn't change? Yeah. It's not about that, right? We don't have any control. It's really about focusing on what you can control in the here and now. Mm -hmm. So forgiveness is more about how it can change your life, like how it brings us peace, happiness, emotional stability, 
you know, those are the things that happen for me when I feel like, and, and it's a process, right? So, but it really, this is the thing it takes forgiveness can take away the power. The other person continues to have in your life. I have a client I was working with recently that was like very, very afraid of running into somebody in the community that had, um, had an affair with her husband. Oh, wow. I know. And, um, and I was like, you get to take up space, right? Like you get you're living living rent free in their mind. (laughs) So, right. Like you get, and stop letting this person live rent free in your mind. You deserve to take up space. And when we really start to get to a point where you go, well, something's going on with that other person as mad as you are at that person. And you can find a way to forgive. You get to not be worried about running into them in public or wherever. Um, Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a freedom yeah. that that we get to find when we truly get to the space of being able to forgive. It's, yeah. And listen, that this all all these little pithy quotes and all these things are saying make it. It's not easy. It's it's hard. It's shit. It's a process, and it yeah. takes sometimes it takes a long time to forgive somebody. Right. Um, it take, I mean, it can take years. It took me years. You know. Exactly. Um, and but you do you got to do what's best for you, you know? Yeah. But what if um, you're the one that needs forgiveness? Ouch. Oh, girl, ouch. Ouch. So, <laughs> so the process of self-forgiveness can be a painful challenge. Oh, it's um, so hard. But it's, it's very valuable. Um, the key to this process is owning up to one's mistakes, understanding why they occurred and helping to rectify that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the first step is to honestly assess and acknowledge the wrongs you've done and how they've affected others. Um, avoid judging yourself too harshly. Um, I feel like we have a hard time, you know, forgiving ourselves for things, not even if we've done something to somebody else, but the way we've treated ourselves, like you have to forgive yourself for treating Mm. yourself like shit. And this is one of the things that I feel like (laughs) therapy is really powerful. I see it happen when I have clients come in and tell me things that they feel awful about. Mm -hmm. And I know the burden that was lifted for me when I said the things that I knew I needed forgiveness for out loud to my therapist, that really moved the needle on my healing. And I see it happen for my clients too. Right. Yep. Absolutely. If you're truly sorry for something you've said or done or want forgiveness, consider reaching out to those that you've harmed. Mm-hmm. Um, speak of, you know, how your regret and how sorry you are ask for forgiveness without making excuses. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I, you know, I was going through a hard time. No, you're sorry because you did this to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't force someone to forgive you though. Again, um, others need to move to their forgiveness in their own time. So remember forgiveness is a process. Whatever happens, commit to treating others with compassion, empathy, and respect. Amen. That's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also wanted to say too, like when we were, we were talking about like people that have been like in abusive situations, um, you can forgive somebody without actually having to like speak with that person. You can forgive them within yourself. So don't feel like, Oh, you have to be around somebody. If you've been in that situation, if you want to forgive that person, you can just forgive them in your soul. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's a hundred percent space. So we're not telling people like, go jump back into that. And like, you know, so I just want to put that little, no, this is about right. This is for yourself. So just putting that in there. Good footnote. um, Good footnote. I had to put a little footnote in there. Because if you're like me and you're literal, sometimes you're like, you'll be well, like, oh, me, now I have to call my abuser. <laughs> yeah. So let us go. So just let know. the brakes on that. Yeah. You can forgive somebody without actually having to have that conversation with them. If yeah. it's somebody in your family that you want to continue seeing, then yeah, have that conversation with them right. or a friend, things like that. So yeah. yeah. I like it. All right. Well, we do have an ask and answered from mm-hmm. James in Alberta. Oh, that's, that's so far. Frank, really cold right now. So James said that he has struggled with confidence his whole life. He recently passed the bar exam. Oh, congratulations, James! So, so you're smart. Yeah, we'll continue starting at a law firm in January. He's nervous, as many lawyers are confident and command the room in the courtroom. I know that he said, "I know how to do my job. I'm just afraid I lack the confidence to get the job done." Yeah. James, you're talking about imposter syndrome. Yeah. And you wouldn't pass the bar if you weren't competent to do it. And I would also say that we always look at other people and think they have got their shit together and they know what they're doing. I can't tell you how often when I started as a baby therapist, I was like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And So, and everybody starts somewhere. Everybody has a first day in the courtroom. Um, One thing I've done with some people recently, I know we always talk about EMDR, but I have done some EMDR with people around anticipatory anxiety and managing like, what are they afraid of happening? And then how do they want to rewrite that script so they can go into it with confidence? But we always look at other people and think, oh, wow, they don't feel nervous. They seem like they really right. know what they're doing. And I'm telling you, that's not true. But that, right. That's the story that we've made up in our head about other people being more competent than we are. Yeah, absolutely. And then I also want to say, um, you know, a lot of your work is not in the courtroom. You know, yeah. so if you're prepared for your case, things like that, if you're having more anxieties of getting up and speaking from these other people then maybe do like a, you know, public speaking course. They have those all the time. You can mm-hmm. do them at, you know, colleges, community college, things like that. So that might be something that'll help your confidence um, in the courtroom. And then like yeah. more of a like logistical thing is preparation. I feel like the yeah. more prepared I am for things, the more confident I feel when I'm doing them. So right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good well, luck, good luck, James. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you to our listeners for joining us today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts. This will help us move up the chart and be more accessible to new listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook, which we have linked below. If you have a question for our asked and answered segment, email us at ask us at spilling the Don't forget to check out our new website, which is also linked below. We will continue to add resources and information there as well. I hope everyone has a great weekend. You will be hearing this after Thanksgiving, but we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're your hosts, Kathy Dean Moore and Jessler. And then join us next time where you will get to hear a peak of an EMDR session. So My we'll be breaking session. it. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be breaking it down one sip at a time. The podcast you heard today is for educational purposes only and does not replace the advice you may be receiving from a licensed therapist. 